This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, it's been a fantastic weather week in uh chicago for you know i I wasn't sure how my body was going to respond to finally getting comfortable with like 40 degree weather and then we're back in the 60s and 70s but pretty good and we got a you know we got a couple days left so fats normies treasure it while you can you're able to wear shorts in november yeah, that's it's a little bit strange. And I thought I had seen the last wasp slash hornet slash bee of the year. But nope, had breakfast outside today and there they were. Hey, we're still here waiting to eat your food and land on your face. <laughs> so I saw, saw plenty of those this morning. But yeah, it's nice to just oh, be outside. And I'm really trying to be outside as much as I can because mm-hmm. you're right. Like this is fleeting. It's going to be a couple days of this niceness and then. We're probably gonna have to hunker down for a while and who knows how much we're gonna have to hunker down so anyway otherwise a pretty positive week good week for most people thank you for tuning into the i'm fat podcast you can email us i'm fat pod at gmail.com or on twitter instagram and facebook at i'm fat pod we've got our patreon patreon.com slash i'm fat pod check out our t public shop campy texted me on i think it was friday night we need to make this shirt. It was the guy who was screaming at the election with the beer barbecue beer and freedom shirt. Yes. <laughs> so we made our own that said barbecue beer. I'm fat podcast and the same exact design. And a bunch of people bought it up right away. Uh, thanks for participating in our T public sales, by the way. We appreciate those. There's another one coming, I think, in about a week. So if you want to hold out, feel free. There's lots of sales coming around the holidays. So there'll be lots of good stuff on our T public shop for that link. Go to our link tree in our bios on any of our social media pages and follow that direct link, and it will take you to the correct page to uh, benefit the podcast. But I think they cover everything. Rate, review, subscribe, all those great things. Yep. And yeah, we've got a busy show. We've got a lot to get to, including something you told me, I think, Tuesday of last week. Hey, remind me of next week. Remind me for next week's show. Tony Gill wants to talk about second dinner or the concept of second dinner. Rick, the floor is yours on behalf of Tony. Okay, so Tony told me about this a while ago, and just, you know, we've been busy with Halloween being about that, you know, there was a lot to cover on the podcast. So I think the best way for me to describe this is to just read the text from Tony, because he brought it up to me as something to bring up on the podcast. So this is the text I got from Tony Gill about the concept of second dinner. Okay, and for those that don't know, Tony Gill, former score producer, now a podcast content producer at NBC Sports Chicago. Great and an, dude. And a normie. 
a normie and uh artist of some bizarre takes yes <laughs> we'll just set the table that way yeah seriously some food some not many mm-hmm. not many unfortunate so- <laughs> <laughs> all unfortunate <laughs> that's true but he's got my attention on second dinner yes okay so here's the text from tony My family has started this thing on Sundays called second dinner because after church during technically lunchtime, my mom cooks dinner, but that's not going to hold us all day. So we have a second dinner, which usually messes up whatever healthy thing we ate earlier. Is this a thing? And if not, can we make it a thing? And he he does go on. There are rules to partake in second dinner. If you didn't partake in the first, you can't enjoy the second. So if you decide to take a nap or if you were working, there is a plate of first dinner for you. And the last one is I don't make the rules. I just follow them. Second dinner life is serious. There were sacrifices and sweat and tears to put in to put into first dinner. And if you want the benefit of second dinner without eating the hard work of first, that just makes you not a good person. There's a lot to there's a lot to consume there, so you to think? speak. Uh, <laughs> wow! So the concept of an early dinner and then a later meal—that to me smacks of Thanksgiving because we typically eat Thanksgiving around three, three thirty or so. So then, when even if you gorge yourself to the point where you have to take off any pants that are not reinforced, mm-hmm. around six thirty or seven, you start to get hungry again. That's when you warm up the turkey sandwich or you make another plate or whatever. I, the concept is 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 sound and that it's a once a week thing. I like it. I like it that this that the early dinner is the big one. But if you don't partake, too bad for you. You don't get the second one. I like that, I like that idea. It's very it's very old school. Yes. and I I appreciate it for that. Well, and Lawrence, because this was in a text thread that I have going with Tony, Herb Lawrence, and and uh, and Lawrence Holmes, and Lawrence replied to this too and said, "Isn't this just supper?" Like the concept of supper that maybe is more of an old person term. Like my grandma yes. would say supper instead of dinner. Like she used it as a synonym. But really, I think the true definition of supper is pretty much this. Maybe. So you're saying the first meal is supper? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. And the, it's funny you say old people. Like when, when we visit Hope's grandma in Florida, back when we could visit people, mm-hmm. Um supper was the biggest deal it, it, it like 8 a.m she'd be like I, I can't go anywhere i have to make supper tonight like what are you talking about we're eating in seven hours or whatever it is right it's okay like we'll be okay no 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 you guys go do what you need to do i need to get prepared for supper okay and we would eat at 4 30 or 5 every time we were there and then because we were staying with her the concept of we're gonna leave the house at eight to go have fun and get food was kind of frowned upon why would you spend your money on food when i made supper well that was nine hours ago grandma <laughs> we're very hungry um but yeah that, that concept of supper where it's a little bit more involved there's a little more to it and it's eaten early uh yeah i i think that is a generational thing and uh man I, i'm down I, I would like to partake in a gill family uh sunday supper slash second dinner that sounds like a lot of fun yeah and i think my favorite part is the fact of like if you're working or like if there's any circumstance that stops you from being there for first dinner before you can partake in second dinner there's a plate of first dinner for you (laughs) right you've done your duties to society and to your family so you just you can't be punished for missing it that's that's awesome i love stuff like that and i think maybe if anything is restored Back to the way it used to be because of the pandemic, maybe it will be families sitting down to dinner again. 
and really taking time because I we eat together every night. Even if we order out, we're bringing it home. The three of us are sitting at the table. We're sitting together. We're talking about our day. That's some. That's one of the things that we've started doing that I um, that I sort of enjoy. The other thing I was thinking of. This is not fat related, but just a thought. Mm-hmm. Now that people are sort of conditioned to wearing masks, do you think we're going to see? Like if someone at work has a bad cold and they go to work, do you think we're going to see a time where Americans start wearing masks if they're sick? No, probably not. <laughs> Sorry, right? but <laughs> no. wouldn't you think though? Like no, now that everyone's possible, like you, you, people have gotten used to it, right? We sort of need. I think we should normalize that idea because, of course, you're expected to work when you have a cold. Everybody knows that colds last for weeks, but the problem is they get spread around so much. I wouldn't be opposed to when I'm at work putting a mask on if I've got a cough or, or a runny nose or whatever, just to prevent the spread for other people. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if, I don't know. Who knows? I doubt it because that would require people to think of other people instead of themselves. But maybe now that we're conditioned to it, maybe people will be more willing. I don't know. By the way, speaking of work, uh, Rick, you know I've been building up my office in my basement mm-hmm. um, on the heels of writing the book and of making the podcast more of a serious thing. Both podcasts, actually. Uh, Jay, by the way, when yeah. does your book come out? Oh, thank you for asking, Rick. Yes, I know. I just wanted to make sure that our <laughs> listening public is able to learn of said book being released at said bookstores. Thank you for bringing this up in such an organic manner. <laughs> I'm literally doing the robot as I respond to you. Um, The the book is out Tuesday, November 10th. 200 people have bought signed copies for me, and I cannot thank people enough. It's incredible. Uh, My little mail room down here is quite a thing. The people at the publishers are starting to call. I'm like, hey, they're like, hey, Jay's here again. Hey, I'm like Norm on Cheers. (laughs) I'm there so often picking up cases of books. And that's for because of everybody's support. So thank you so much. If you'd like a signed copy, madhousepod.com slash book. Uh, otherwise, just go to your bookstore and buy one. And uh, we'll find a way to get things signed if they're not. If you're in the Mount Greenwood area or the Homewood area, though, bookies on Ridge Road and Homewood and on Western in Mount Greenwood, Beverly, they've got a bunch of signed copies already. So if you want to go grab one, go grab one. They're there now already, no matter when you're listening to this podcast. All right. So anyway, the story is. The last piece of my office was I wanted an office chair, like a nice office chair that rolls around that I can sit in for a long time and do some work. And so end of September, I ordered this chair from Walmart. It had a brown leather seat and, uh, you know, like a mesh back. Mm -hmm. Really nice. You know, as the weather outside was still warm, it was nice and cold in my basement. So no problems. Then as soon as the heat in my house came on, Rick, just a little bit. Dude, this chair became a sweat, like tore the sweat out of me. It was ridiculous. I would be so hot and sweaty all the time from the leather seat because it didn't breathe at all. And I'm a fat guy. I've got a hot ass and not in a good way. So we're at Costco. I'll get to, I got a Costco thing for you too. Um, And I see this all mesh chair. I'm like, oh, that would be, that would do the job I needed to do, right? So I look at Hope. I'm like, I think I want to get that and return the old one. She's like, do what you want to do. You know, she's rolling her eyes like they're not going to take your chair back. You bought it a month ago. You don't have the box. You don't have the receipt. It's like, watch me. (laughs) So (laughs) I I start the return process in Costco on the Walmart website for the original chair. Like, Like, look, they're showing me I can return it. Hope's like, fine, whatever. Put it in the cart. So I buy the chair, go home, get the old chair out of the basement, wheel it out of my house, put it in my car, 
and walk into Walmart <laughs> with <laughs> nothing but the fully assembled chair. <laughs> so I'm rolling a, I'm rolling an office chair into Walmart. Are you sitting in, the, in it? <laughs> I should have sat in it. I just like kicked my feet, rolled myself along yeah. on the chair. Yeah, I could have done that. I did not do that because uh, I was afraid I would damage a wheel and not be able to return it. So I walk up and I've got this whole story prepared, right? Like, oh, I bought it for my elderly father and he said it hurts his back. So we had to go with a different one. I just, I go, I need to return this. And she's like, all right, boop, scans my thing. She's like, just put it over there. I'm like, that, that's it? <laughs> so she's like, yeah, whatever. So I just roll, I just roll the chair. Like, all right. So if, if you're in the Walmart in Homewood and you see a slightly abused looking brown leather chair, Take a pass on it. It's had a bit of experience. Or if so. you buy it, Jay will sign that along with a copy of his book. I'll sign my ass dent. Yeah. <laughs> but I, because then hope, you know, hope was in my head. She's like, they're not going to take your return. Like it's Walmart. They don't care. They just want to go home. And I, I'm with them, right? Like customer service. Everyone's got something. I saw a lady in line in front of me returned her entire order of groceries really so they had to like reverse scan everything oh. i don't know if she just like maybe she got home and and was like oh i oh, forgot I, I was oh, here earlier today all right or i over drew her account or whatever oh but yeah. they had to return the whole order i'm like oh my god these poor people who work in these industries mm-hmm. it's crazy um but yeah so just, just i just walk in i roll up to costco with my with my office chair Literally. i need to return this like so cool boop go see ya like okay and now I got my new, my new mesh chair. It is lovely. No sweat happening right now. It does because like occasion. I have like a nicer office chair. It's leather. It's got like you know lumbar support and all that kind of stuff. And but yeah, the uh, the sweat is an issue. Like the result of the sweat is an issue. <laughs> like you know, it's it's just not great from time to time. So yeah, I like this mesh one. This is nice. It's very comfortable. I can raise it. I can recline in it. It's it's beautiful. It's really, really good. By the way, speaking of Costco, mm-hmm. we go every week now. It's become a tradition since we become members. Uh, I found another item. I told you about the chicken chunks. Yes. The, uh, what is it called? Bear, bear naked or something it's called. They're just little chunks of chicken, like Chick-fil-A style. Delicious. Found in the, so when you go to the meat counter at Costco, they've got like, cuts of steak and they've got like pork shoulders all that stuff but as you go down if you're facing it to the left i think it's this way at every costco by the way they've got pre-prepped meals so there's like a meatloaf there's uh uh like enchiladas are pre-made but we got the taco kit so it's chicken a bunch of tortillas cheese lettuce there's a slaw and then they give you sealed sauce cups of salsa and like a, a lime crema okay and i said i hope like is this gonna be enough for a second i think so but maybe if if i get home and it's not we'll just warm up something else too this fed the three of us and we were all full it was delicious the chicken was great we just cooked it on the um what do you call it like the cast iron skillet like the big heavy skillet mm-hmm. and then we literally warm our tortillas by just putting it on the flame of our stove oh nice and as soon as you start to see it swell up you just take it off mm-hmm. dude this could not have been better it worked out so well. i think the whole thing was like 15 bucks wow so that was that was clutch that's going to be a weekly thing when we go there we're going to buy that every time 
because it's it's just delicious and it's cheap and it feeds the three of us for 15 bucks if the three of us went out for tacos even if we went to like a walk-in cheapo taco joint that's going to be 20 25 bucks out the door yeah definitely yeah we it, we did great it tasted great and that would that'll be a new staple those are awesome that always feels great when you find something like that like the, this, this is so lame, but this was like my only version, even relatively recently of finding something incredibly cheap that like, it feels like it's wrong <laughs> was, um, at, at Mariano's and it's not even food related, but like anybody that has, has allergies, the, and mind you, I got my bottle a few months ago, so I, I don't know if it's still the same, but the, you know, like you can get. I, I take the generic Zyrtec Me every too. day and it's like, I don't know, for like a three month supply, it's something like 18 bucks or something like that, which, you know, isn't that bad for pills and whatever. However, they have a year supply bottle that is only like, I want to say like 22 or 24 bucks. Wow. So it's like, why would you get anything but that? Yeah. That's a great deal. Yeah. So I got the, so at Costco, I got the Allertech, which is their version of that. And I think it was the, I'm going to look it up. So, cause maybe this is comparable, but I remember it was so much cheaper than the actual Zyrtec. Oh, that too. Of course. Like, and like insultingly cheaper. Mm-hmm. I think I got like 356. And so there's your year. Yeah. Fourteen ninety nine, yeah, three hundred sixty five okay. tablets for fourteen ninety nine. Okay, but yeah, it's like it's one of those things where like I feel like I'm stealing to the point that I double check the act that the active ingredient is the same. Yeah, right. You know, it's it, yeah, it's like it's like one letter off or something, and it's something completely different. You know, but it works, and I'm like, man, that I'll take that because you know. Yeah, I started. I, I think I took my first non Zyrtec because I just started doing the Zyrtec thing like two weeks ago. Okay. Because I was just waking up every day with a headache. And mm-hmm. it wasn't my blood pressure. It wasn't my blood sugar. It was none of that. So as soon as I started taking them, I felt so much better, more clear-headed, more alert. Yes. So maybe this is what's been bothering me all these years where I feel out of it a lot. Mm-hmm. You worked next to me. There were times where I was like, what? What are we talking about? I think that was my my head being spinny from allergies that I didn't know I had. Oh, I thought but it I was tried- general disinterest in the conversation on Whoa. the air. Oh, that's part of it. Um, <laughs> that's part of it. And my inability to multitask, uh, to attentively look at two things at once. Yeah. But yeah, that the the Costco stuff's working great. Just the same as the normal stuff. So it's a great, great find. Costco, man. Love it. I, I, I am so happy. But the Orland Costco, if you're looking to catch COVID, friend, <laughs> do I have the place for you? You want like sneezing maskless children, like wiping their nose on your food. You want everybody with their nose hanging out over their mask or just the old chin strap. And this is also the location where the woman re- removed her ne- her mask to sneeze while she was checking out. Yes. <sighs> we are now going to the bolingbrook costco from here on out because orland is a freaking nightmare okay that's oh my god that that is good to know (laughs) okay so i saw this thing i saw it on tmz uh but it just made me smile so i knew i had to bring it up keith smith is a fullback for the falcons like he is the like the old stereotype of a fullback he is six foot 240 like this yeah like yeah like this guy is just like a brick and he admitted 
on the Endless Hustle podcast that he eats Chipotle four or five times a day. <laughs> a His day. poor butthole. Oh, my God. Does he play in a diaper? <laughs> he might. He might as well. Dude, but, I love Chipotle. But, like, twice a week is good. <laughs> and seriously, think of how much better of a player he'd be if he if he went to Qdoba instead. Oh, stop that. You do nonsensical takes. <laughs> that's a good take. He'd go to a Qdoba if he could find one. <laughs> well, that's also true. <laughs> you know, they got to, they gotta, you know, keep it, keep, it, keep it a premium product. Did he detail? Because usually when I hear something it, like that. It was only a minute clip. He might have more, okay. but it was just a minute clip where uh, he's like, Yep, I, uh, he's like, yeah, you, you he's, and most of it was him, like, prefacing it, saying, you probably won't believe this, but people that really know me will tell you that I am not exaggerating when I say I go there four or five times a week. So, my cousin Alex was a bottom-of-the-roster player at Oregon and later at Washington. He transferred. String bean. Alex is 6'3". Like, he's like Connor McKnight, okay? He's that size. Okay. So, to play... In a major Division One football program, even special teams, which is what he did, he had to get heavier and bigger. So he had a very specific diet of you need, I forget the number, but let's just, I would say 3,000 calories a day, okay? So he had to, like, three times a day go to McDonald's and get a milkshake just to take in enough calories oh, on so top of lucky. the meals. And I know, I'm like, this doesn't sound that bad, honestly, <laughs> But I'm sure that uh, that the fullback has the same plan. There's There's got to be a number daily he's trying to reach to maintain that weight because this came up actually with Anthony Heron on the score on Friday. He was talking about, remember Aaron Gibson, the former Bear, who was like the biggest, fattest football player in the league? He was an offensive so. tackle. Really huge face. Giant, giant, fat face, Aaron Gibson. Look him up. You'll remember him. He was on the Lions for most of his career. Okay. He has a six-pack now. What? Like, when these guys stop playing, they know their bodies can't take the weight, and they lose a ton of weight. Oh, that guy, yes. Yes, and and you should see he's got a, I mean, he's still a big dude, but he's got a legit six-pack now. Tom Thayer is a great example of an NFL lineman who, if mm -hmm. you walk by Tom Thayer in the street not knowing who he was, that's an average to below average size or weighted human being, right? Like, that it's amazing so for all these guys a lot of these athletes to maintain their playing weight they've got to just consume so many calories must be nice but chipotle dude that's just gonna come flying out in a few minutes <laughs> right. you need something that's gonna stay in chipotle's not in again i love chipotle it's one of my favorite places but i know there's a 70 percent chance that at some point I'm going to be in some pain that night. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have a George Brett like situation. <laughs> yes. It's just, you just add it into the calculation. Like, all right, if I have Chipotle, uh, I could be home in 20 minutes and that should be enough. And I do have anything to do later. That's going to occupy me for more than an hour. No. Okay, good. Good to go. Yeah. I can do Chipotle today, but yeah, that that's rough, man. That, and maybe he just gets a, you know, a mild order. And probably just loads up on rice and cheese and stuff. So maybe that's sure. not as bad. I'm sure he doesn't get the, the hot salsa like I do every time I order. But that's interesting. I'd love to hear a detailed layout of what he ordered. Because I, I guarantee you he orders the same meal every time. Oh, yeah. I, I would make that bet. Yeah, I, I would think so. Okay. So there's 
there are two big releases this week. Yeah. That I know both of us are excited for. So PS5 or what what are they calling the new Xbox thing? There's the Xbox Series X and then the Series S, which is a cheaper version of the new one. They came out with two different editions. Xbox did the same thing. They did one that or I'm sorry, PlayStation, but it's a little different. So PlayStation is the same system. But for a hundred dollars less, you get one without a disc drive. Okay. So if you do it just digitally only, Xbox has the Xbox Series X, which is a more higher powered console than the Series S. But it's 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 comparable, but the X is more powerful and more expensive. So the companies are doing the two models, but the PlayStation, you're getting the same power in both units. Just a matter of if you want a disc drive or not. And obviously for the fat community we have to fill our time when we're not eating and you know not working out or doing anything so video games very important oh i am a huge gamer and i i was able to secure the first day of pre-order i was trying all night to get a playstation 5 Mm -hmm. and i couldn't find one couldn't find one all of a sudden i woke up at like one in the morning, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm up. I'm just going to try Amazon and see if they have one. Somehow I got one. And since then, I've not been able to find another one at all. So good luck finding them. They're, they're really, really tough to find. And I'm, I'm glad I was able to get one that, that first night. Yeah, I wasn't able to find one. So I, I'm one of those people where I'm debating, is it, you know, can I wait a few months until they get more, you know, it's like more in stock to where it's not like they're gone every three, you know, three seconds after right? they get them in stock. So I, I'm debating how I want to attack that. But I will because like I'm I still have the PS3. And whenever, not every time, but sometimes when I go over to uh, my mom's house, I will play PS4 with my brothers and we'll, you know, play one of them on Madden or whatever game it is. Let me tell you, missing a generation or like missing a system, (laughs) I don't know like how to play. Like I am awful at the games now, like at Madden and stuff. It's like, I can see, but it's like, you know, getting the timing down or when to actually start the turbo or how much you have to actually juke to get the desired result where clearly that changes from system to system. Uh, yeah, not so much, not great. Well, it is, it is an adjustment from system to system, from generation to generation. I ordered the, a second controller, Cause you know, I want to, Addie likes to play now and I sure. want to involve her. So I got a second controller and that came like two or three days ago. That thing is heavy, man. It weighs a significant amount more than the current PlayStation controller. Hmm. It is, it's hefty. It feels good. And it's a super high quality. You can tell just by the feel of it yeah. that it's really high quality and sturdy, but it's significantly more heavy than the uh, DualShock, whatever it is for that is for the PS4. Uh, I can't wait, though. I, I got NBA 2K. Nice. Going to create Jarrett Jack and put him on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the Call of Duty Cold War, uh, which looks great. And then, of course, the Spider-Man Miles Morales, which will be super fun. Those games are awesome. That Spider-Man PlayStation exclusive that came out probably, what, two years ago or so is just phenomenal. So I had to get that one, too. And what's great about it is Madden 
and FIFA, if you pre-order those or if you bought those for PlayStation 4, you get an automatic upgrade to the next gen. Oh, nice. Which is really, really cool. So I'll have those when they're released. And I think they're a little bit later in the year. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's I, I can't wait. I, I play I game all the time. I very rarely am sitting in front of a TV just watching TV unless it's a live sporting event or a presidential election. I was just <laughs> on good God, you're talking about ass grooves on the couch. Oh we, my god. We have Seriously. John King burned into our TV. <laughs> it's on so much. <laughs> Those by the way, just from a broadcast standpoint, mm-hmm. respect to the CNN crew and the MSNBC crew. They were there like 24 seven. It was insane. Anderson Cooper would leave at midnight mm-hmm. and he'd be back on the air at eight in the morning and they were there all day. Yeah. Well, um, I always forget it. Who's, who's the John King of MSM or of, um, like MSNBC. Yeah. I, I can never think of his name. Um, so, God. okay. So, well, <laughs> either, either way. I'll so when he, one, one night when he left, I forget if it was, I think it was Thursday night, maybe John Kornacki. Thank you. When, uh, when he Steve left Kornacki. Okay. <laughs> Steve, sorry. Bruce Kornacki. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when he, he left, so they went to the board one time with some other guy and like, he did perfectly fine. But I think they expected that there were no more counts coming in for the night. So then, at, like right after that guy's first hit on the air, uh, and they go back to the desk, they said, well, it looks like we might be getting more out of, I think it was Arizona that night. And Kornacki tweets, <laughs> he's like, if there's votes coming in, I want to be at the board. And he literally turned around and came back. <laughs> That's awesome. But that's that's the Super Bowl for them. Oh, absolutely. It's the nights that we've worked at the score where the Hawks have won cups, the Sox won a World Series, the Cubs won a World Series. You don't care. You just want to. The reason you work in the industry you work in is for nights and events like that. So it doesn't even really feel like you're there that long. That's what you're there for. And I'm more of a John King guy than a Kornacki guy. Kornacki's real manic. He reminds me of Charlie Day. Yeah. With the, uh, what is it? Pop? <laughs> I can't think of it. Pablo, whatever it was from Always Sunny. Damn it. <laughs> I got to look that up, too. Okay. Always Sunny. Pepe Sylvia. Yes. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe's Pepe Sylvia is trying to draw the connection. That's how Kornacki is. To me, John King's is real clear. All right. Here's what's going on. You look at this county, and he knows every county in the United States by pointing right. at it. And he's like, this This typically goes more you know, Republican than Democrat. And you see the percentages. And, it, and if this keeps up. I don't know how you say the same thing for tw- you know 19, 20 hours a day when the information, there was a point where the information didn't change for 18 hours. Yep. And John King is just sitting there saying the same thing a different way over and over again. Right. Ton of respect to those guys, to right. that entire crew for just sitting there and putting your heart and soul on the line. I can't imagine. They must be sleeping so soundly right now. All right, Jay, one more thing before we get to ask a fact questions is found a new pick three and this one is one that we haven't tackled yet it's cereals so all right our choices here cookie crisp fruity pebbles apple jacks cap and crunch cinnamon toast crunch lucky charms special k red berries cocoa puffs 
and life. Okay, we can cross two off immediately. Yes. Get your special K red dingleberries away from me <laughs> and, and take your life. <laughs> wow. I'm so sorry. That's a statement. No. We got three of these? Yeah, we got three of these. Oh, man. This, to me, this is pretty simple. There's one decision I'm hedging on. A cookie crisp is literally a bowl of cookies. So, <laughs> yes, I'll take that. You got to get apple jacks in there because it's fruit and it's healthy. Right. My last pick is a toss-up between Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Cocoa Puffs. I think I'm going to go with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch simply because I already have the cr- cookie crisp option, and that provides me my chocolate. So I think I've I've got three major categories and taste profiles in these three picks. So for me, very easy. Cookie Crisp, Apple Jacks, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay, no we, regrets. We are saying you're living with no regrets, skis? Never. so we're the same on two of the three for me the slam dunk number one is the cinnamon toast crunch that is of any of those that is like in a tier by itself or the aldi the aldi spicy dusts warm bread crackle yeah pretty much (laughs) it's i think it's like cinnamon sugar squares is what it's actually called uh then i'm with you on cookie crisp and i'm with martellus bennett actually i'm going captain crunch for my third uh, r.i.p to the roof of my mouth yeah the roof of your mouth is toast but uh remember at work someone brought a a box of of uh captain crunch and it was just communally shared everyone just sticking their hand in the box like here i have something like oh yeah <laughs> we were just not thinking about germs at all yep ah, those were the days those were the days now we're just thinking about being as clean as possible and as uh disinfected as possible and when i want to be clean I go to DrSquatch.com and order myself some thick bricks from our friends at Dr. Squatch. What is Dr. Squatch? I'm glad you asked. They're a natural, handmade in the USA soap company, but they also offer colognes, shampoo, conditioner, toothpaste, all sorts of stuff, beard oils at DrSquatch.com. Go check out the website. Take that Squatch quiz on the top right corner. That will help you make your purchases You know, for what you need. Everyone's got different needs for their skin, for their hair. I joined Squatch Nation as a true customer, I needed an answer for my hands. They were super dry. They were cla- cracked. They were b- bleeding. And I needed a solution. So I saw an ad for Dr. Squatch and said, screw it. I'm going to go for it. Immediately loved it. Reached out to them and they became our podcast partners right away. Everyone seems to really love it. So I'm going to play the wheel of thick bricks and just pick one I land on. All right. I just landed on the eucalyptus Greek yogurt, stimulating, moisturizing, and exfoliating for a well rounded scrub delicious smelling one of my favorites the cold brew cleanse it almost smells like a mocha coffee and it has coffee grounds in it to help you exfoliate your skin but my a1 is that cool fresh aloe maybe my favorite smell in the world the cool fresh aloe it is just amazing but everything at dr squatch is great again drsquatch.com take that squatch quiz when you check out Use that promo code I'm fat 20. Very important that you use that promo code. Why? You're going to save 20% on your order and you're going to help the podcast at the same time. DrSquatch.com promo code I'm fat 20. I guarantee you if you are looking for a skin and hair care solution, Dr. Squatch will provide it. And these make a great gift. I've been giving these to friends over the months and they immediately become subscribers they love it so stock up for yourself stock up for your family and give these out as holiday gifts people love them drsquatch.com promo code i'm fat 20 all right let's get to 
those ask a fat questions. This week at Macy's, discover big savings on fashion and home essentials. Keep warm and stay on trend with specials on coats for him and her, 60 to 65% off. Get 25% off women's shoes for any weather. And refresh your space with select Charter Club bedding and bath collections, now 50% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. All right. First question is from Brett, who wants to know, are Uncrustables legitimate meals for adults? I myself have never had an Uncrustable just because I think it was probably released when I was too old to eat them. And I was probably in the mindset of that's kids food. I'm not eating that. I'm too cool for that. But if I had those in my house, hell yes, I'd eat an Uncrustable. Now, I need to know, I see these in the frozen section, mm-hmm. and I know they're peanut butter and jelly. Are they supposed to be warmed up, or you just thaw them out and then eat them as you thaw them? I've never had one before. I haven't had one in forever, but I know that I think you, you can go either way. Some people just more thaw. Some people actually warm up. It's kind of a personal preference thing. Okay. So I'm looking at the Uncrustables uh, website. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do not recommend preparing Uncrustable sandwiches in the microwave. Really? So I guess you just kind of just let them thaw out and eat them that way. That's weird because I remember having them, having it a little warm. Hmm. Hmm. Mom. Mom trying to kill you. (laughs) Right. I'm seeing here, by the way, on the interwebs, Uncrustables taco bites. Oh. Friends, that looks disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it looks bad. It does not. It looks like a brown bag of brown meat, and you mm. can yeah connect the dots there. But hey, yes. if you're an uncrustable stan, as the kids say, hit us up and let us know how to prepare them and what are the best uncrustables and what are the worst uncrustables. Yes, because I have to imagine those taco ones are uh, are pretty bad. All right, got a question here from John. He says, "Is there one person in the fast food industry that wields more power over your dining experience?" Than the one who makes your nachos bel grande from Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) It seems sometimes they're really good with a good balance of chips, cheese, meat, and beans, or really bad when you end up with a pile of dry chips or a baseball scoop of beans. Oh, the only comp I can think of is a pizza maker. It's a good question, but even with a pizza, the worst pizza is still pretty good. Yes. So... Yeah, if someone makes you a crappy nachos bel grande from Taco Bell, it will ruin your day. See, I was going to say the person that adds the condiments to your burger. Oh, Be- yes. Because if you get given just you know a, a nice burger with it's just swimming in condiments. Too much. Yeah, it's unfortunate because it's a mess for you. Also, you're losing the flavor of the burger because, you know, it's swimming in ketchup and mustard or whatever. Yeah, I had a bad ketchup experience this week. I went to uh, Pops and by our house and they're always really good, but they just they must have just squeezed a little too hard and it was just swimming in ketchup. And yeah, I know ketchup on my hot dog. I know whatever. Um, but it was I had to scrape some off. What's great about that place, though, do you have a Pops by you? I don't. Is the great thing that it hasn't blown up yet? Shut up. There's a lot of them. So even if it does, there's another one. It's not my fault. But they every for every hot dog you order, you get a small fry. 
So I ordered for me and Hope and Addie. So I got five hot dogs and I'm like, fries, fries. I'm just like pulling fry oh bags God. out over and over again. And their fries are good. They're kind of the shoestring fries, but okay. they cook them correctly. So they're not like soggy and they're not too stiff or dry. Pops has it down when cooking the shoestring fries. So I always like going there. I go there more for the fries than I do for the hot dogs. And their beef is really good, too. Okay. This question is from McRiblove. Is real sugar pop better than high fructose corn syrup pop? So this would be the question of Mexican Coke versus yeah, like United. I, I think so. I think that regular sugar pop tastes better. Yes, I think so. Yeah, I don't think it's particularly close either. No, and you could tell. You can mm-hmm. tell the difference. I think with the high fructose corn syrup pops, like if I get one by mistake, if I order a diet, because I always get diet because I, I got the beatus. Um and they give me regular, I know right away because it gets like syrupy. It's really thick in your mouth. And there's an aftertaste, neither of which I like very much. And that's how I know I got the wrong pop. When you get the Mexican Coke, you don't get that sensation. So, yeah, I think that re- and I, I'm sure there's, you know, craft soda pop companies that will just give you like, I think I, th- I would imagine Sprecher's is real sugar. Yeah. Like those, oh, so or good. IBC, those craft sodas are probably, and I don't know for sure, but they're probably natural sugar. And of course, those are always, always better. God, those are so good. Have I you ever it, had the uh, the Stewart's orange cream pop. You know, I've seen it. Uh, that was one of the things about Real Urban Barbecue, RIP to the Oak Brook location. Oh, they had such good drinks. Yep. They, the the drink variety that they had there mm-hmm. was really good, and I'm pretty sure they had that there, and I saw it and was intrigued by it, but never got it. It's really good, and I tried it for the first time at Cracker Barrel. That was the first time I saw it. They have it at Cracker Barrel all the time, and it's delicious, and I do think there is a diet one available now, but it tastes just like a creamsicle, which is one of my favorite desserts ever creamsicles outstanding i love it all right got a question here from our guy rush schneider he says i know the idea of the podcast was just a bit on the spiegel and parkin show for a while before you actually decided to do it that's true how did the joke start who was the first to say i'm fat podcast how did you decide to actually do it as an avid listener of the score and having heard every episode of the pod i don't know if i remember these answers Okay, so the first one we did, was it for Parkin's birthday? Or was it a Christmas gift for those guys? It was it was some I think, sort of I think gift it was to those like guys. A, I think it was like a Christmas, yeah, like Christmas holiday type gift for those guys. Or maybe it was the anniversary of the show. or It was to commemorate something special. Yeah. And I don't remember who said I'm Fat Podcast first. I think, I think as much as it pains me to say, I think it was Parkin's. Oh. Well, we're immediately changing the name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, because uh, I think he was like trying to figure a way instead of just always saying Jay and Rick, Jay and Rick, Jay and Rick, that he was just like, oh, yeah, I think he just said it pretty flippantly, like, uh, you know, the I'm fat podcast or something. Yeah. And he, I think he came up with fats, too. He would recur to, refer to us as the fats. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yeah, that's true. And then we so when we did it, the idea was just to do one. But the reaction to it was so great, and everyone really liked it, and Rick and I had a great time doing it, mm-hmm. that we just kept doing it. And now we're on episode 60, 66, boop, boop, as uh, Chuck Swirsky <laughs> would say. But yeah, that I don't remember, because it's funny, it did happen organically, as Spiegel would say. 
So when it was happening in the moment, I wasn't really taking mental notes of who said it first or whose idea was it. No. It just sort of happened. So I, I, I think you're right. I do think Parkins was the first guy to say it. And that's as much credit as we're going to give Parkins. Correct. <laughs> Did you hear his uh, mispronunciation of uh, yes. Sam Mustafer? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Alex? No, it was Rex. No, Max. I, I thought it was. Remember. It was Max, no, Ma- Max Rustifer. Max Rustifer. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> That's a great one. That is uh, so, so good. funny. It's a great misspeak. All right. Um, okay. Oh, it's your turn. This one is by, I don't remember because I can't read my own handwriting right now. It's, it's literally like I wrote it down. Like I, What I try and do on my paper is put the name like to the left of the margin and then put the actual question in the body of the, you know, sheet of paper. Sure. And sure. I and I literally can't read it anymore. So that's on me, whoever you are, when you hear this and, you know, be like, hey, he answered the question. Okay. For most of my life, I was trapped in a little in a little bit of a fat body. Two years ago, I crossed the two hundred pound threshold, that's adorable. And now I'm two twenty. Have scientists finally figured out a way for us fats to lose enough weight to be healthy, yet still maintain all the benefits of being fat? Hmm. Apparently not. (laughs) Because shockingly, fat people still don't last quite as long on average. If you a lot of people I know exercise to maintain the lifestyle of eating how they want to eat i know that's joe thomas now because like we mentioned like offensive linemen that go from fat to ripped he hasn't gone necessarily to ripped but he's gone from like fat to normie but he said a lot of his diet is still really similar to what it was when he was playing it's just that he's working and just maybe less of it uh but he still works out to i think he's even tweeted like he works out to stay where he is hmm i think that's probably the closest thing is you try to break even and someday i suppose i should probably get there now that i'm approaching 43 um i should probably start adding a little more exercise to my life than i have been which was basically zero mm-hmm. what i need rick and this is especially difficult in the pandemic i need to exercise without thinking about exercising exactly so i that's why i like riding my bike because i can just put on a podcast or put on music and just sort of tune out and just ride around and if i'm feeling tired i can just stop for a while and still make progress what i like to do is compete I want to play, and I'm not good mm-hmm. at basketball, but I think pick up basketball a couple times a week would go a long way for me to just be active and get out there and do stuff without thinking about the process of working out. Exactly. That's what I need to find. I, I'm 100% on the same page. That's something that like I've battled with is, um, you know, like with joining a gym is if I were to do so, I'd want it to be one with a basketball court because like that's how, especially like, like when I was in college. Um, my last couple of years, I tried to load my schedule. So it was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, heavy. And I kind of Tuesday, Thursday to myself, more or less. Mm-hmm. And what I would do on Tuesday and Thursday is I would go to the rec center and just play basketball for hours. And that was how I got my cardio in. And I wasn't thinking of it as cardio. I was thinking of it as I'm going to play basketball because I love playing basketball, even though I suck. So like, that's always been my thing is running for the sake of running 
or so like even if i'm on even if like i listen to music or listen to a podcast but i'm on like an elliptical or treadmill or something like that to me it's still not the same as if i'm playing basketball and maybe i'm hustling down court to be able to set a screen for the guy with the ball because lord knows i'm not that guy (laughs) so or, (laughs) or you know like squatting down a little bit to get better position for a rebound or something like that like those are the types of things that when it's in that bit of competition i'm 100 percent here for and don't think twice about but when it's like oh i have to burn x amount of calories in cardio today it's death no same same thing and i will talk myself out of it a hundred out of a hundred times Ugh, we need an answer I, I, I would like to get an exercise bike in my house. I'm considering that, but we'll see. All right. Got one here from our buddy Lance Levine, a P1, and he calls himself the CFO of the Tournament of Junk. Fan for life. Thank you, Lance, as always. He says, esteemed gents. And this is a hot take, perhaps a take I don't agree with, but we'll see. Throwing a vote towards Sonic as being by far the most underrated national chain. I think people, people pigeonhole them, thinking they're just the 8,427 varieties of shakes and slushies, but hats off to them for having hot dogs on a national menu. I just had a breakfast sandwich at noon, no less, a simple bacon and egg and cheese on a brioche bun that was exquisite, and those tots are awesome. Also, a whole order of fresh-made onion rings where not a single one had the whole onion product yank out of the breading big kudos to sonic what are some other underrated chains out there now i have always felt that sonic was bad and here's why my go-to order when i'm trying a new place is chicken tenders yes if you can't get chicken tenders right i'm not going to trust much else so i've gotten chicken tenders or the popcorn chicken at sonic and it's been bad it's been dry it's been chewy and i'm like no i'm not getting food here anymore but Lance is right. Having hot dogs on a national menu is a big deal. Not a lot of places have that. So I will. I live close to a Sonic. I will give Sonic another chance. That breakfast sandwich sounds good, especially if you can get it in non-breakfast hours. That's clutch. That's key. Yeah, I still mostly go to Sonic for shake slash slushy slash tots. Yeah. Like that's one of those places where I would deal with like the popcorn chicken to get the tots. Yeah, sure. You could just not order them, right? You could just get tots, but no, that's not, that's not a thing. But that also that that's also one of those like kind of shamey type things mm-hmm. where it's like, no, you get the combo meal and you do it that way, and as opposed to just you know like getting the big thing of tots. Well, his question is, it. what are some other underrated chains? Hmm. And I, I think you would obviously put your argument up for Qdoba. Yes, a hundred percent. I think mine is is Jersey Mike's. I don't think Jersey Mike's has become a go-to place for people yet. And it is by far the best sandwich place out there. They've got cold. They've got hot. They've got toasted. They've got not. That didn't mean to become Dr. Wow. Seuss there. <laughs> just, wow, that was bad. Uh, but you can, get, you can change. They've got wraps. They've got tons of stuff at Jersey Mike's. The meat is great. It's a good portion. The Mike's way makes it so delicious. I, that's my, my my vote is for Jersey Mike's. And maybe it's not underrated, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think people think about it often enough, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's fair. Another one. And I think part of it's because it's national, but there, it's not that prevalent in the Chicagoland area yet that I mention all the time is Penn Station East Coast subs. Yeah, uh, there. It's so good. Like, I'm telling you, if if anybody takes the time to go there, the one in Oak Brook 
is over on what is that? 22nd street butterfield whatever that is like mm-hmm. right across the street from the complex where there's like a dick sporting goods and all that kind of and uh, uh uncle julio's and all that kind of stuff it the bread will keep bringing you back the cookies will bring you back the lemonade will bring you back and the subs are just really damn good so i highly recommend it and it also doesn't hurt the fact that uh the uh, the owner of that location kevin is a p1 and I, and I and I went in there and he mentioned like last time I was in there, I was like, yeah, you know, there I, I, f- I felt like at times we're starting to we were starting to wane on content a little bit with uh, but, but it was like pre holidays. So he gets these magazines from I, I don't know who it is, but it's like for fast food restaurants and it has like legit articles and stuff of like things we could use. It's almost like some of it is almost like consumer reports. Huh. for for fast food so interesting so he's like yeah i get sent like three copies of these per uh like you know every time they send them out so he's like so i made sure to put one aside for the next time he came in that's that's a great way for us to get content thank you for that by the way on the fast food front i i can't confirm this but i believe spicy mcnuggets are gone what yeah, I think they're gone. I, I don't think they're uh now I know it was it was a limited time item, I believe, when it was announced. Get less limited. Right. The last few times I've gone there, they've not been available. It just says unavailable at this location or whatever. Cause I, my new hack is I don't wait in the drive through line anymore. I pull in to the mobile order spot, the little curbside pickup, place mm-hmm. my order, and it comes out lickety split. I never wait in drive through line anymore. So I use the app to order. And it's usually cheaper that way, by the way. You can get free fries or whatever. So there's a fat hack for you. Uh, but the last few times I've gone, no spicy nugs available. And my buddy Brian, another P1 to the podcast, said he had the same experience. He went two or three times looking for them. And every time they, they were marked as unavailable. So I hope they're not gone. That would suck. Ugh, that's disappointing. Yeah, I know. That's really disappointing. All right, all right. My next question comes from nick who wants to know what is the best wedding reception slash cocktail hour appetizer Mm. it's a good question yeah like like i've been to a wedding where it was much more simple and it was like a higher end pigs in a blanket basically Mm -hmm. which you know pigs blanket good (laughs) no bad words there nope I like the, I, I am a sucker for bruschetta. When the bruschetta comes out, I will knock over the person f- with for the bruschetta. Or like um, mac and cheese bites. Yes. Anything fried. <laughs> it's usually pretty good. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. But I, I say what, the one that's at every wedding is the bruschetta because it's probably cheap because mm-hmm. it's just tomatoes and bread. But I love that that taste combination. So that that's my, I know it's not the fattest thing on the menu. Yeah. But when I see bruschetta, when the bruschetta server comes around, watch out. I will. I'm like a bull in a china shop. Okay. I will knock people over for that. One that I tried that a lot of people had spoken highly of that I was like, I thought it was decent, but I didn't love it as much as most people do was a uh, bacon wrapped dates. Oh, those are good. I don't know why. I just thought and, and maybe it was the ones that I had. I don't know. But. I was like, okay, this is solid. Like, I could definitely eat these, but it wasn't like a holy crap. I got to, you know, like I have to actively seek these out every single time. Yeah. If you had them at a wedding, 
that probably means they were mass produced. Mm-hmm. So maybe there was a bit of a drop off in quality of the dates or the age of the dates or whatever. But uh, I, bacon wrap dates are amazing. And speaking of that, my friend Leah makes uh, bacon wrap jalapenos with chorizo in the cream cheese. Ooh. Dude, I'm very blessed to have a friend like Leah who operates on guilt more than anyone I know. <laughs> So if I say, Leah, you know, my favorite food made by anyone in our group of friends is your help is your bacon wrap jalapenos. I know they're going to be there every time. And it's just lovely. It's just lovely. We had a little fire pit last night mm-hmm. uh, and she made those. And then same family this morning was like, come over for brunch because we're not going to have this weather. So I came over for a little bit before the Bears game and there were three left and they saved them for me. And I said, Leah, this is the greatest uh, 12 hours of my life where I've been able to eat your, your bacon wrap jalapenos twice in one day. So yeah, man, that's good. All right. I've got one more question. Actually, it's more of a suggestion. Okay. This comes from Matt and Rick. While I'm reading this question, I want you to look up the menu for this place. Okay. Type in Villa Park. Mm-hmm. I love fries. F-R-Y-S. Interesting. Here's what Matt says. There's a place in Villa Park. I've only tried once, but it was good and sounds right up your alleys. It's on Villa Park. It's on Villa Avenue, just south of St. Charles Road. It's called I Love Fries. So I'm looking at the menu. The only thing on the menu is fries. The savory menu. Ribbies and fries. Boneless ribs smothered in our homemade mild sauce and fries. Chili cheese fries. Cheesesteak fry pita. Maxwell Street Polish fries, nacho fries, gravy fries, disco fries, pork belly fries. Yes. Oh, my God. Euro fries. Oh, my garlic God. Garlic and butter fries, elote fries. We have to find this place, dude. This the, doesn't you, sound like it's very far from me at all. Villa, I don't know where Villa Park is. Villa Park is the next town east of Lombard. The sweet menu. Hot honey fries. Oh, my God. Oh. Yes. Cinnamon and sugar fries, honey toss fries. I, Rick, this is your, if this is close to you, this is your assignment for the week. Oh my God. Okay. I'll make it my assignment a few times this week. And they've got IBC there. Ah, Jesus. This is, uh, Jay, uh, (laughs) are you, you're leaving uh, right now, aren't you? I, I, what are their hours? (laughs) This is, I'll look for you. I mean, this is, uh, holy crap. Yeah. I mean, it's a really, I, if it's good, it's a really good idea. You know, I've, I've done, a, recently I've done a little more exploring food-wise. I don't remember the name of it. I'll have to, it's also in Villa Park. I'll, next time I go there, I'll make sure to, to write it down. A bakery, that's like, you can tell it's like an old school bakery. I was the youngest person in line or actually, or working at the place uh by a probably 15 years at least so like really old school looking bakery uh i got a couple donuts like i got an apple fritter and just a chocolate cake with sprinkles and man was this place good so i'm gonna have to make sure i find the name of that place for next week after i talk about my i love fries experience because this is happening they're open until eight tonight i'm looking at their google reviews page of people's pictures Dude, this looks phenomenal. I'm I, looking at the elote fries right here. So it's the co- cotilla. I always say it wrong. It's cojita or cotilla cheese and the, um, the spices and there's lime and cilantro on it. Oh, my God. This place looks awesome. And her logo is the letter I 
a big heart emoji and a French fry emoji. That's your logo. This place is for us, Rick. You've yes. got to report. We might have to do a special episode. Okay. <laughs> I I will make a breaking sure. breaking news episode. <laughs> I will make sure to try this place at least once this week. Okay. Yeah. I want this a full review. Incredible. All right. You got one more? Uh, I do have one more, and we're not actually going to answer it because it, it offends me a little bit to be answering it uh, before Thanksgiving. But this is from Matt who said, what's the better holiday flavor, peppermint or gingerbread? Now, listen, Matt. (laughs) Do not. We do not ignore Thanksgiving on this podcast. (laughs) So you're, even though it's not directly a Christmas question, that is a leading question towards Christmas. So you can take your Mariah Carey ass and wait a few weeks until we get, which is a great ass, by the way. But still, we can wait a few weeks until we are past Thanksgiving and then we will answer your question, gingerbread. <laughs> I can't. I don't disagree. Um, on all points, on all points, Rick, you'd be so proud. I know that uh, Addie won some people over uh, with her takes uh, on the podcast, but she was. Uh, she is so mad that people have Christmas decorations up that she will. If we drive by a house with Christmas lights, she'll shout out the window at them. <laughs> it's not even thanksgiving <laughs> that's awesome and people in our neighborhood they're like screw it i'm it's 75 degrees out this weekend why would i not put my lights up right now yeah i'm like, gonna have a better chance i also think it's one thing if it's putting your lights up as long as you're not turning them on like i i can nah, these de- are these are on oh see i can do de- like i can de- like if someone said that to me of like hey th- I, we're not going to get this weather again i just want to get these things up but i'm not going to turn them on until later i i could i could deal with that but turning them on now already no there's a house uh in homewood on cedar that has their christmas tree in the window mm. yeah that's that's way too soon yes do you know, um, no one who listens to this podcast knows who Rachel Staub is, but Rachel works worked with works with us at The Score. She is the person who organizes the commercials airing, scheduling of commercials, taking the, the orders, all those sort of things. Rachel takes her Christmas decorations down on December 26th. Wow. There's, there, it's, there's, nope, Christmas is over. They're coming down. See, my thing is, I might put them up late. But they're staying up until at least mid-January because I'm yep. just going to be like, eh, 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 I'll get around to it. I'll get around to taking these decorations down. But yeah, it's too soon for Christmas treats. It's too soon for Christmas decorations. I think, honestly, though, if we're talking like, is to you, is Thanksgiving the marker for too soon for for decorations? Would that be the point where you think like the day after Thanksgiving, decorations become acceptable? Yes. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Yeah. Now, one thing I did see in the stores that excited me, however, I did not buy them yet. The white fudge covered Oreos, which are only around in the holiday season. It's another one of those things where I don't think it's technically like it. it's not technically a Christmas thing, but there's a snowflake on the box. Is there? I mean, yeah. either way, like I didn't get them because it felt a little early, but I am happy that they are in stores now. I'm a big fan of the Santa's favorites cookies, which is the candle, the wreath, the tree, and the star with the red and green uh, sprinkles on them. Mm-hmm. It's the anise flavor cookies. I love those. I But again, I will wait until Thanksgiving is over to consume Christmas cookies. It's the least I could do. 
All right. Well, it is, uh, even though it's in Chicago, it's like quarter after five right now. It's almost pitch black, and I didn't think ahead enough to turn the light on before we started this podcast. So this is as good a time as any to wrap it up, <laughs> since I can't read my paper anymore because it's too dark. So make sure to check out our social media, all of it at I'm Fat Pod. That's where you have the link tree link in all the bios, so you can get to our T Public shop. Jay said there's going to be another sale in probably a week or so, so keep an eye out for that. There's the new t-shirt on the Tee Public shop, uh, Barbecue Beer, I'm Fat Podcast. I will be ordering one of those myself. I can't wait to get that. Uh, may have, may, I may be forced to uh, cut off the sleeves uh, because, you know, like if you just get a regular tank top, it doesn't feel as authentic as actually cutting the sleeves off yourself. Oh, yeah. You got to do it yourself. Yeah, of course. Uh, so subscribe, rate, review the podcast, check out the Patreon, check out Dr. Squatch promo code I'm Fat 20. So for Jay, I'm Rick, and this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.